0: Introducing the Aging Room Quatro Nicaragua JR 50th. One of the highest rated cigars in the industry is now available in a special, rounded torpedo size. Celebrate our 50th anniversary in style with this iconic limited edition smoke. Only available at JRcigars.com.
1: Get ready for Smoke Night Live. Never alone.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, we are on the air. We're back. Jordan,
1: you said "boom" a second before we went actually went live.
2: Okay, hold on. Let's try it again. Yeah, boom! We are on the air. <laughs> oh, We're yes. back, Jordan. I, I I took a little vacation.
1: Yeah, you do that.
2: And I needed I need I needed, I needed a break. I needed to sort of a sort of refresh my batteries. You know, come back to reality a little bit. You do. The, here's what happens, Jordan. I find that you get in this rhythm. It's like. All right. Every Wednesday, boom, we have a show. Every Friday, we have a show. And then, like after a while, you just you start to realize, like, you get in this strange loop, and you got to sort of break out of that loop and come back. You know? Oh
1: man! Like my whole life is just Wednesdays and Fridays. I know. Like I don't even know what happens in between. Just Wednesday, Friday, Wednesday, Friday.
2: It was insane. By the way, I don't
1: take vacations though. I just keep, I just keep going. Never. never No,
2: you (laughs) take take vacations (laughs) too. Yes, you do. Only when I'm forced to. You went to Chicago recently. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't care what the reason is. You still went. Jordan, our Wonder Kid producer boy, is over there on the uh, keys, uh, working his his way. Jordan, here's here's a crazy thing. When I flew from Denver, so I had to fly from Denver. You're
1: flying in the air.
2: I was flying from Denver.
1: Modern technology in uh, the in the air.
2: To (laughs) here we go. To uh, Jacksonville, but I had to stop in Atlanta. So the flight from Jacksonville or from Denver to Atlanta. I sat in the very front row, very Ooh. very front row. And nice I sat leg room. I yeah, lots of leg room. And I sat next to this I don't know, he was like I'm going to say he was 22 years old ish, kind Sounds of a cool. kind of a nerdy looking kid. Oh, uh, maybe not. Very friendly, uh, all of that, no problem. I'm not making fun of him. But he did the strangest thing the entire trip Jordan for 3 that's a three-hour flight.
1: A three-hour flight. And you know flight. what he did the
2: entire time? The entire He's time. He coughed. No, he did not cough. He he was he was doing, like, air He's DJing. Playing. Like, air DJing. You know, like, like he was listening to some <laughs> headphones. <laughs> he was listening to some headphones. <laughs> and he was like, zicka, zicka, zicka. And he, oh, oh, like, zicka, zicka, zicka. And, oh, like, the whole time. And it got me to thinking, like, you know, like, everybody's familiar with air guitar, right, Scott? By the way, a studio audience, we've got Scott and Matt in the studio audience. Welcome, boys.
0: What's up, Dojo? Look at uh, those
2: guys. Now, Scott, I know you're familiar with air guitar. Yes, very that, much so. You know, people do the air guitar. Air, air drums. Say I am a master. And air drums is, I think, a very acceptable... Oh, man, I could do that. It's a very acceptable thing. Now, he was doing... Uh, Air DJing. Not
1: quite the same effect.
2: But it, it got me to thinking, what instruments, Scott, would you say are acceptable as air instruments? Like, do you, you don't see anybody doing, like, an air tuba, right? You don't see an air tuba. No. I, I think maybe occasionally a piano. Maybe a
0: piano, oh, f- but oh. I think you, you, or maybe a saxophone, well, you know, as Matt cl- was saying, maybe mm. a saxophone.
1: Planes, you could trains, and automobiles that, taught us that you can do a mean... Air
0: keyboard,
2: right? You could do an air. What uh, about an what about an air? Uh, what's what am I? An thinking? air accordion. Accordion. <laughs> there we go. You could do an air accordion. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you might look kind of weird doing an air accordion. <laughs> well, probably
0: no worse than doing an air. You know, DJ because air,
2: that... air xylophone. No. Uh, no, I don't know. I like. There's certain instruments that just uh, don't translate yeah. well. right. I could probably rock the air. a triangle. A tri- air triangle? Maybe. That was a super boring. Uh air bell. Uh, I need more cowbell. Yeah, yeah, air cowbell. Air air cowbell. Anyways, it was really bizarre like to see this kid literally do this for three straight <laughs> hours. <laughs> and I was just wondering. I was like, wow, like he's so into music. I wish it re- I wish somehow that I could be that into music again, like like I was when I was twenty two. You do see, like, can't. I it's see
1: that a surprising amount, like, when you're driving down the road, and you just, like, see somebody, they have, like, AirPods in, and they're just, like, act like they're just, like, filming, like, a rap music video or something. I, it's just, it's very embarrassing. But
2: I, I think that, I think that, uh, as far as I'm concerned, there's only three instruments you should do. Guitar, drums, keyboard. Uh, other than that...
1: Do you think there's, like, a rock band, but it's just, like, a little disc that you just...
2: Yes, I mean maybe. I don't know what what he was doing, but whatever it was, it, he, I, I don't know if he was on some well, serious drugs. Well, he was drugs. actually
0: having a medical emergency <laughs> and you just let talk. him have it for 3 straight hours. I just yeah, ignored you it. sir are a terrible human
2: being. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Scott you didn't need to tell me. You didn't need to bring that up for me to know that. I am a terrible. Uh, but besides that, Jordan this, I hate this guy. Bes- this past week I don't, even, I don't week, even know.
1: Him. Hate him. This
2: past week was amazing. Friday, last Friday, a week from today, a week past, a week ago from today, Turtle release, Jordan. Turtle 2. It was incredible. Turtle
1: 2. So Teenage mutant ninja psychedelic stinking turtles. They sold
2: out in, what, two a uh, little bit under two and a half hours. Yeah. Turtle little bit hour.
1: Which is one of our that's like upper mid-pack. Release. Uh, at least. It's that's in the, pro- that's that's probably top, top five. Top five, yeah.
2: It's top five, for sure. Now, uh, what would Jordan going into that? What was your prediction? Did you uh, see it going that fast?
1: Yeah, I wasn't surprised. Oh. Um, you know, we we you know we described this thing as a drone nineteen sixty four, which it which it tastes surprisingly a lot like. Yeah. Boy, what are you gonna? You're not gonna. You're gonna not buy it. And Didn't there you, was. Uh, I I would have guessed like top top ten, top fifteen. But this was like top five sellout. Type.
2: Oh, yeah. It was it flew. It, uh, it literally flew off the shelves. Super excited. And they started arriving at, at uh, doorsteps this week. And people are smoking and people are enjoying. The I got mine
1: yesterday. But the USPS guy was must have been like Ace Ventura or something. My box hmm. was like, <laughs> like it's about this big.
2: Now, this turtle, by the way, it's sort of topical for tonight's show, uh, which we'll get into shortly. But it's uh, made at it AJ Fernandez factory, so uh, it's a little bit different. It's a lot a bit different than the first turtle, a lot of bit different. A lot. Of Very bit. different. It Man. has
1: that same turtle press. I don't know. I don't know. Same size. Same turtle press. If
2: anybody does a box press better than AJ Fernandez, oh. Chef's kiss. I mean, he does. That's a mean box he knows place. how to do that. Factory knows how to do a box press. Uh, Before we uh, bring on our guest and start talking a little bit about uh, the AJ Factory and some other cool stuff, which you guys are going to love, this is going to be a great show. Uh, Sarsaparilla is hitting stores today. it, baby. The the re-release of Sarsaparilla 1 is hitting stores today. This is made at Lozona, another Espinosa product. So, boom, Turtle 2 Espinosa and Sarsaparilla Espinosa, back-to-back, boom, boom, boom. Uh, so if you if you want to get sarsaparilla, now remember this is a national product now. So sarsaparilla, just ask your local brick and mortar to order them. It's as simple as that. Like you just got to go to them and say, they "Hey, can get it. Yeah, we we want national, sarsaparilla." Baby. So and they can order it from zona um, You tell them to get that thing in there. I I happen to know for a fact that well over half of them are sold, and there's it's a fairly large release, um, two thousand boxes. That's a fairly large release. So. I do know that more than half of them are sold. So you got to get on this if you want to get some sarsaparilla. Um, a great cigar, Jordan. This I'm is,
1: sassy. This is <laughs> Remember those old uh, Burger King commercials? <laughs> I'm spicy.
2: I, I don't, and uh, I, I'm glad that I don't, <laughs> just based on that. But uh, this is one of those ones. Jordan, this was our very second release ever, wasn't it? It was. Second release ever. But we brought it back. It's the exact same blend because it was so
1: good. We did. Uh, we did uh, the Toro Sassy Two in 2016, right? Which was also good, but there was still just that original was just like there was uh, something, about, something the about the size. Belicoso is size. a
2: is a, a bigger ring gauge,
1: more of a concentrated smoke. Yeah. Very very good.
2: And then finally, uh, last thing before we bring our guests on, guys, I know what's going on in the industry. I know that there are events being canceled but I don't know anything about Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest. All I know is it's unless they say otherwise, it's on. Oh, it's on. It's on.
1: And even if it's not on, it's on. It's on. Yeah, here. I mean, we're
2: going to have th- we're going to have the Dojo event regardless of what happens, but I have not heard anything other than the event is 100% on. Oh, yeah. So uh, unless they tell us otherwise. And I don't want to, I'm not like, I'm going to bug them, you know. So, like, no. I'm the, I'm the kind of guy that's just like, hey, if, if something comes up and you need to, whatever you got to do, you got to do, you just let me know. But otherwise, it's it's 100%. And regardless, like what Jordan said, there's going to be the dojo party on the Thursday, the 26th. And then we're going to, whatever happens, there's going to be dojo stuff going on. So if you have Flight plans and hotel plans.
1: The cornhole tournament
2: don't is happening. Even worry, just continue. Yeah, hold the course. Come out. We will have a great time, regardless. But uh, that being said, as far as I know, Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest is one hundred percent on. Why the other events are canceled, I don't know. I'm a little disappointed in our cigar industry. But it is what it is. That's just the nature of the beast that we live in. People are weird. And it's unfortunate. (laughs) um, But that's the way it goes. So... Uh, With that being said, let's get on to the show tonight, Jordan. Uh, We haven't had Robert on the show in quite some time. Many moons. Yeah, many moons. It's been way too long because he's one of our favorite guests. Robert Holt is one of the coolest dudes in the industry uh, from Southern Draw. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Smoke Night Live. Robert Holt, how the heck are you, my friend?
3: I couldn't be better. It's Friday night. Like I said, I finally got a date. So thanks for the (laughs) invite.
2: (laughs) Well, Robert, I don't know if this is the date that you uh, wanted, but it's the date that you deserve. So there you go. Uh, Robert, hey, uh, how first of all, how Sharon, how is the family? What's going on? Tell us a little bit about stuff. How are you?
3: Um, Well, let's start with the boss lady. She's the most important. And the reason people tune in is so they can hear about the Rose are sharing herself, but you know, she's doing well. She's, uh, back in Texas, uh, working her magic as we try to go through some logistical changes in the business and the brand, get better at what we do. And of course, anything that we do well, she is responsible for anything that we fell at or make mistakes. I'm the guy. Yes. So, uh, but thanks for asking healthy, uh, hmm. not wealthy, but she's still wise. And, uh, <laughs> Ethan's doing well, still, still has a few health challenges, but, uh, uh, you know, the heart and soul of Southern draw is where we got to start this. The roses are being the heart and Jacob's ladder being the soul. So, uh, you know, as long as they're good and healthy and, uh, um, well, as long as they work very long hours for Southern draw, I'm happy to
2: <laughs> now, Robert, I got to say, um, over this past year, uh, you have been, I would s- say tad quiet, um, uh, not not you haven't been out of the picture by any means but you've been a tad quiet over this you know this uh a bizarre year and a half that we've suffered through uh is there any reason why you've maybe been a little quieter you got you got stuff planned in the in the background or or what's going on with southern draw
3: well i think we're probably no different than a lot of brands that were affected with uh covet in a sense of major sales events, trade shows. Obviously, 2020, we missed uh, all the major uh, events and, and, and conventions, conferences. That also is the case, obviously, for 2021. Uh, if you didn't know, um, I, even though I was isolated, COVID hit me extremely uh, aggressively and took me mm. down for almost six months. Three wow. months were just dysfunctional. Um, you know, high fevers, pneumonias, um, you know, uh, just inability to function for the most part where the rest of the family had to pick up the pieces and, you know, slowly getting back, nurse, you know, got nursed back to health. And, uh, you know, I'm actually on the road full time again, uh, doing limited events, visits, a lot of meetings with our uh, retail partners. But, you know, I I think because of what we've done in the last 18 months, and primarily even in 2021, it appears maybe, uh, Eric, that we're, that we have been quiet. But I think the reality of it is, if we kind of just hit the highlights, uh, we had a lot of projects that we'd been working on, at, aforementioned AJ Fernandez team, which has obviously helped pick up some pieces on the logistics side of what we do to help me in my, in my absence at the factory. But uh, uh, the reality of it is uh, we probably have or will release by the end of 2021 more Uh, new releases and special projects than we've done uh, in the last three years combined so it's actually uh, we appear to be quiet but the reality of it is um, just in 2021 between what's out and what is coming out in the next couple of months we're talking 22 uh, new releases from Southern Draw and of those I think uh, all but uh all but three of those are brand new blend sizes and projects. A lot of collaborations with uh, retail partners and major clubs uh, in the cigar industry. So we've done a lot uh, um, in the last year, and we've got a lot more to do here before the end of the year. But we've uh, we've got 22 cigars that have or will hit the market this year, and most of these are extremely large productions. They're not, you know, they're not. Uh, uh, with the exception of Connoisseur Club and some things with Cigar Federation, uh, which were smaller batch, uh, most of these are are pretty large projects.
2: All right, now that brings me to the point that uh, a couple, three years ago or so, um, Southern Draw uh, pulled out of the. At the time, it was the IPCPR show, and um, there was people that were critical of that move. Was that I don't know. Was that 2017 or 18? Uh, Robert, do you remember the year that you guys didn't go? Um, to- um,
3: that would have been 16, yeah. Okay,
2: 16. And at the time, there was people were somewhat critical. Even I think even myself might have been a little critical. I was like, geez, I'm, I'm a little worried. And then the very next year, you guys came into PC- IPCPR so strong, and you really, really like blew everybody away. And then I started to just personally realize that's not a bad strategy of sort of like the ebb and flow of the industry uh, taking a, not a year off because you certainly weren't taking that year off you in in reality what you were doing was in behind the scenes you were sort of preparing you know a two-year plan for the next time around and you just blew everybody away with some killer releases um, is that sort of like a plan strategy or is is this just simply because of of COVID, or are you kind of doing that again, where you sort of lay low and just sort of prepare yourself, and then you know just attack the industry again, real strong?
3: Uh, great observation. Uh, Twenty sixteen, um, it was quite simply was purely because of the May FDA deeming regs of that year, uh, taking those into consideration of. Uh, needing to even be in a position to survive, number one, and two, to be able to follow with grandfather slash substantial equivalency, which has kind of come and gone as a priority in the industry uh, based on lawsuits and litigation. But, you know, 2016, we literally just spent the entire year in the factory working on blend sizes, uh, working more on a five to 10-year plan, not really a two-year plan. So what happened there, in short, is uh, uh you know trade show 2017 we were able to release the rose of sharon which was in fact the 2016 ipcpr release and the bookend of that being the jacobs ladder so we actually got to put two core blends on the market uh at a time when at that time we only had the kudzu firethorn and quick on the market so those were always planned but we did in fact uh basically hold those for two years just to get through the deeming regs and uh to accomplish what's uh, really created the baseline for what we're able to do now. Now, that being said, what's happened in the last 18 months, unknown, um, but you got to work through it. We've had our head down quite a bit uh, with these projects, um, but let's be fair to the brands uh, that did go to TPE, that did go to PCA this year. I did not feel like it was our place in our absence for my health, concerns, number one. But in my absence, to flood the market, flood the media with press releases over all these things we're doing, pat ourselves on the back, look look at all these projects we're doing, look at the partners we're doing with it. I didn't think that was appropriate. And after talking with the family, we felt like pulling back, allowing the partners, the retail partners and the clubs that we're doing these projects for to kind of toot their own horn, to spread it through their own, uh, you know, disseminate that information on their own without me um, Taken away the lot from the limelight from those people that really did invest their time money and, and, and were able to, from a health standpoint to attend. And I thought, I, I, I think to this day, that was a sound, uh, sound decision for us as a family and a brand.
2: Yeah. Now, you know, actually uh, Robert um, to be fair and, and, and maybe people might not even realize this cause you, sometimes you don't notice it because there's so many brands out there and they're all sort of vying for uh, consumer attention, so to speak. But even some of the bigger brands, even if they're at uh, PCA and IPCR every year, um, sometimes they they are taking years off, Jordan. And we've sort of seen that even like with Padrone and Fuente. Even though they're there, they aren't really doing much maybe every other year. So it, it isn't a crazy strategy to sort of lay low for a year, uh, let the uh, uh, hunger uh, for the brand. Well, you
1: gotta let your brands breathe a little bit. Yeah, too, let your like,
2: brands. You that's a good way to say it, Jordan. Let them breathe a little bit, like the ones that you've put effort into. Focus on those for a little while, and then come back. Now, Jordan, mm-hmm. uh, some of the brands that you see, like every year, like okay, they're like pushing like six products every single year. Sometimes, like I think consumers can sort of become numb to some of that a yeah. little bit.
1: Oh yeah, you, you get this onslaught of. I don't. I, there's Six every year. I don't know which one to try. Just tell me which one's the one. Right.
2: So, so Robert, like, you, you've you sort of taken this strategy that we're describing uh, to an extreme in, in a sense because you not only kind of lay low, but you, like, completely lay low. So talk a little bit now about what's coming down the pike. I know, you you know, the Lady Killer with uh, Pravada, uh, right? And then there was the um, Parallel Universe with Cigar Federation, uh, so those are some of the ones that are starting to eke out. What's What else is coming down the pike? You don't have to be specific if you don't want to, uh, but tell us about some of the stuff that's coming down the pike, uh, maybe in a general way, for Southern Draw sure. Cigars.
3: Sure. Well, first of all, our big addition was the Manzanita to the Core line. So... Uh, the production and release for 2021 is uh, somewhere around the 10,000 box mark. So it's actually been a very large uh, release of that new blend in the robusto Toro Gordo or on pace to move about um, about 150,000 cigars um, as it is right now. So that was our big addition to the line that didn't get a lot of attention because it was meant to be a trade show, a TPE release mm. originally. Uh, But uh, it's really catching on. We've been supported well. We've had a lot of fun with uh, Abe and Matt and the team at Smoke Inn through the Connoisseur Club. We have participated in two of those Connoisseur Club months, which are new blends, unbanded, new sizes, new experiences where we're getting that feedback, which is invaluable to us. Um, But we have one more of those coming up, I think, uh, this year, which I can't disclose the month or I'd give away the entire program. That's been great fun. (laughs) Boy, I almost slipped up. Abe's probably going to be watching. That's Um, right. That's right. So that you know, that's that's that Uh, Federation. uh, We started the year with the Midnight Rose, and that right there um, was a big hit for us. Uh, It it again provides a lot of feedback directly from the consumers, where it wasn't based on the press release, all the information we gave. It wasn't a build up to it. We let the customers decide and share that information back through uh, the Cigar Federation outlet. Recently, The Parallel Universe, and truth is, we've got one more special release coming out with Federation uh, in 2021. Um, Pravada Lady Killer, that was a two-year project that was really intended for 2020. We couldn't get amount of energy and effort together, and I think the beauty of that is Brian was adamant about waiting until it was the right time. And again, a, not a small production. It was 40,000 cigars of that one size in the blend. And I, you know, he sold them out to the LCA member retailers. So that's a different avenue that, that we've got to experience that I don't think we've got in the past, which is going to that limited Cigar Association membership, which has uh, been met with incredible, uh, gracious response from customers and shops. And I don't think I've ever seen a larger social media launch by a provider anyone uh, than what I just saw in the last week with that. So that was a blessing. We look forward to, that's a new blend, a new size, never before released by Southern Draw. I hope it has legs and I hope we can do more with them. Um, we've got our own uh, extension. I'm smoking it now, but we have a line extension coming out uh, in September that's obviously going to have a, a nice story and a, and a a little bit of uh, uh, excitement behind it because of what it is and, and what it's uh, celebrating. It is celebrating something. Uh, And then we have a line extension in October, which originally would have gone uh, in line with Cigar Fest and the masses that that creates. Mm, Uh, But we're still going to launch that line. Uh, We have six retail exclusives that are hitting the market in October with major retailers that have planned for the last two years. These are very large full-time productions that come out literally once a year. So we'll have that coming. Uh, and then we've got a special program of blends that are just m- my favorites, and sizes that are my favorites that we've never put into full production. We've worked out a program where we're going to get those in the hands of consumers. Uh, it's going to allow them to provide a tremendous amount of feedback on the blends and the sizes, and it's going to basically come down to without revealing too much, but this is the first time I've ever discussed it, uh, uh, especially on, you know on a on a on a media channel, if you will um those are going to allow customers to directly contribute and vote and help us determine a future core blend of southern draw that's going to come out in all the regular you know core robusto toro Gordo type uh sizes and boxes and bundles so that's going to be a mm-hmm. great uh project uh, i think but you know i think uh covid's done some things that that the fda did to us years ago it did give us time to think to analyze to get better at what we do um we haven't done so much marketing promotion this year, but I tell you what, uh, you know, we've been blessed enough that by June 30th of this year, we surpassed the entire 2020 sales, and that was on a year that we had basically doubled since 2019. So on a trajectory, despite COVID and all the limitations, the market, the retail, the media, everybody supported us enough that uh, we're still here. And uh, um, you know, we've got we've got even bigger plans as as you mentioned for next year, but we. Doesn't mean we weren't focused because we were quiet.
2: Right. Uh, so when we get back from commercial, we're going to we're gonna talk to Robert about uh, the Southern Draw Smoker. Who is Jordan? Who is the Southern Draw Smoker? Who is this guy? Who is the Southern <laughs> Draw Smoker? We're going to find out uh, what that is. But until then, guys, this show is sponsored by JR Cigars, one of the world's largest online cigar stores. JR's inventory ranges from everyday bundled cigars to incredibly high-end boxes plus a large selection of cigar accessories. This year, Jordan, mm-hmm. is J.R. Cigars celebrating their 50th anniversary. They'll be celebrating all year long with amazing promotions, such as the Turtle 2 last week, uh, contest sweepstakes, and several limited projects with some of your favorite manufacturers. Join JR Cigars in celebrating 50 years of excellence and stock up on your favorite cigars today. Uh, folks, this is show 298. Now, Jordan, this is significant, Two ninety eight is a significant number
1: because we better do a show next week. Because, <laughs> because
2: we have, as you know, if you've been watching the show, we've been trying really hard to maneuver the three hundredth episode to be the uh, Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest uh, episode on the Thursday, uh, August twenty sixth. Normally, we're on Friday, uh, but that 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 we always do that Thursday Some night. Some guys show.
1: had to get like a B version of the show. And yeah. Robert, you're you know you're the real deal. Robert, you're you you have a
2: full number. Full number. You have a full number, <laughs> which is two ninety eight. You're not two ninety eight B. You're not two ninety eight C. You have a full number, so that that shows you how much we love you. But the point is, guys, uh, in two weeks, Jordan, yeah, episode three hundred of Smoke Night Live. Oh. That's something that's, to celebrate.
1: That's a, that's a number right there.
2: That's a big number.
1: Been doing this for A long ages. time.
2: <laughs> yeah. So uh, look forward to that uh, episode 300 in a couple weeks. Uh, this, again, is uh, episode 298. We're chatting with Robert Holt of Southern Draw Cigars. What Rob, I want to know, Robert before has, we get
1: back into tobacco, yeah, is yeah. What's, where's, the, where's the hair and the beard and everything? <laughs> yeah. He's, he's a
2: clean shaven. He's a clean shaven. What's going on?
3: <laughs> oh, the hair is still here, baby. Oh, you okay, know, we I, still I got the hair. Okay, um, but uh, but in honor of the 298th episode, I took to the trimmer today. I cut <laughs> the beard down, back to my youthful exuberance. <sighs> yes, a little get rid of some of the gray, you know. Let's <laughs> let's let's come out fresh and clean when we see the world, you know. So it's Friday, it's date night. That's right, good, baby.
2: You, yeah, you got your you got your best clothes on now. Now, Robert, uh, the dojo. Uh, since we've been doing this for almost ten years now, we we feel like we ha- we're pretty in tune with you know our our guys like what our guys are all about like dojo dojo guys tend to be very very into the cigar hobby they're not just casual poker playing cigar smokers they're not just casual golf um, cigar smokers these are typically guys and gals that Scott Matt as you guys know. Uh, a studio audience, uh, Scott, the, the dojo guy, Scott, is, Scott. is very, very, <laughs> very into the whole entire industry. Like the, we, We're nerds about this kind dojo of stuff. Dojo
0: guys are intense. And I shouldn't <laughs> say just dojo guys. The dojo in general, because that includes a lot of very, very, very intense women as well. Yeah. So the dojo, they are an intense breed. They know, they pick apart, they seek out, they find, they, you know, uh, they do their research. It's one of those where I learn stuff on a daily basis that I didn't know from dojo guys and women that aren't in necessarily the industry. They're just consumers that have such a hardcore passion for cigars and everything that surrounds it.
2: Right. And so, so, Robert, this leads me to my question to you is the the southern draw smoker like i know you've done some really cool project 300 hands and so on and so like you 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 tend to really it seems like you really have a heart for um you know charity for doing stuff for the industry for groups for the veterans and so on and so forth what is the southern draw smoker what does that represent to you what what is your core audience
3: well, that's a great question um you know, let's go back to the beginning. Southern draw on the back of a beer napkin with a Sharpie. It was the words itself. Southern draw was meant to be the best of the South of our own experiences in our own family, which is we're a little more um, conservative. We're not you know, we're a little we're obviously faith based and we're family oriented. But at the end of the day take that and plug it in with the draw. What is draw? It's about consistency. It's about sustainability. It's about giving a good product to the consumer that's going to spend their hard earned money on it. And we want them to come back to it and know. And the only way to do that is to have the partners and the family that have supported what we do. So our customers are are people, I think, that just enjoy good, clean fellowship. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, My best memories are not having a lot ourselves as a family, but if we put that together with the people in the community and the neighborhood, what we found is we all had enough and we were all able to share. We're all able to create experiences that none of us could have had on our own. Um, It cures a lot of that we we face in the world today and not to sound corny, but I think uh, that potluck mentality where everybody brings something, everybody shares it allows us to have a fuller experience. And Southern Draw is really about, you know, that we're not fast food, which is instant (laughs) gratification. Um, we're not about, um, cafeteria food where you can feed the masses and it's pretty good. Uh, we're about home cooking and it is Mm. use the best ingredients you have, take some time, give it some love, give it some care, and then share it and sit there with the people and enjoy it together. And I think, you know, that's really what it's about. It's that fellowship mentality that we bring. And obviously I think we, we, if we don't do it enough, it's my fault, but we try to make sure that. Every retail consumer, media, everybody realizes that we are very thankful to the godfathers, kings, queens of this industry for what they've done to get us here, to the associations that support us from a legal standpoint. Their expertise is uh, everything to us, but they've allowed us to participate, and they've given us their best. So, um, you know, talking about a symbiotic relationship, everybody bringing something to the table not only works on the blending, branding, for you know, production side, but it works on the actual Uh, uh, sales cycle as well. All of that is everybody needs to contribute something. We're all going to have a fuller life. And I think in the end, I think that defines uh, who we are as a brand. And, uh, you know, it's about serving other people. And, uh, you know, Sharon entrenched that in our minds from day one. And I think that hand of hers on us to remind us of that. It's not about me. Uh, it's, it's never going to be about me. It's going to be about other people that are influential, that are supportive, uh, that uh, have impacted our lives. And I tell you what, that goes down to every cigar, every person that comments on social media and shares it and supports it, right?
2: Now, I, I'm going to bring up a little story. I think, I've to, I think I maybe have told this once um, on a previous Smoke Night Live, Jordan. I, uh-huh. can't, I can't remember. Uh, I think I have. But I want to tell it again because it's a great story. Uh, back in the day, it was the IPCPR. Now this was back when we had our dojo party at the IPCPR every year, and nowadays we have it during Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest. But at the time, uh, we had it. We always would have a dojo party at the IPCPR, and it was the year we were going to do the party in New Orleans because that was where IPCPR was in New Orleans. What, what year was that, Jordan?
3: 16? 16? 2014.
2: Was it 14? No. It no, 14. I think that's too long That'd ago. That'd be 15 or
1: 16. And,
2: uh, you, anyways, you could be right, Robert. I don't know. Somebody can check that for us, but it was...
1: I'm going to say 15.
2: It was, ba- it was back. Uh, I, Robert's probably right. He probably, <laughs> I'm he, looking right now. He's, he probably remembers. Anyways... We,
1: you're talking about New Orleans?
2: New Orleans. Okay. New Orleans. So look that up, Jordan. And, I just want to know now, just, just because I'm curious. But uh, anyways, the point is is we were, we were going to have our dojo party, and we had picked this little... Shop uh, in it was 2015. All right, so 2015, we had picked this little shop to have the party. It was on Bourbon Street, and we always would have our party with uh, Eric Espinoza. That was it was the Espinoza Cigar Dojo. Moyeruas was usually involved. um, Anybody that was involved with La Zona, and so we were getting ready. We were having this party, and all the people are showing up. We're in this kind of small smoky room off of bourbon street and like the festivities are starting starting kind of wild and off in the corner off in the very corner is robert and sharon holt and i don't know who noticed that they were sitting over there i don't know if it was eric espinoza or if it was me i don't remember it doesn't matter we're like hey guys yeah, yeah this is the dojo party and and robert you were like oh gosh i'm so sorry and and I I didn't mean to be stepping on your toes, and we're like, no 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 no, like it's cool, and like, and you, and then Robert and Sharon were like, no we, we need to we need to go, this is your guys's thing, and I remember Eric Espinosa saying, no no like, uh, we're glad you guys are here, and there was this really cool moment of like, uh, Eric and the Espinosa crew, and you and Sharon, you were you guys were so gracious. You know, thinking that, oh, we didn't want to step on any toes. But at the same time, like Eric was like, no, no, like tell everybody about your brand and da 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 da. Like, so you guys stayed and you mingled. And it just, that was one of the moments, Robert, that showed me that this cigar industry is so family oriented. It was these, you know, un, sort of two brands completely not connected at the time. And, and you know, now, you know, Eric makes some stuff at, at, at AJ and you make all your, your stuff at AJ's place. But at the time, that wasn't the case but yet both parties were just so welcoming of each other and it really kind of made me realize you know how much this industry loves one another do you remember that moment at all
3: oh you know it's uh it's a defining moment for us um it's a great recollection and just to add on to it you know Sharon and I had left the trade show floor that day and we literally walked over to Havana Havana Hemingway Hemingway's that's right yeah and uh we walked in in the back. No one was in the lounge in the back room. So she and I ordered a cocktail and we sat down and we had a cigar just to talk about the day, the experience. And as we're doing that, you guys come in and they're set, you know setting up and the lights go pink and purple, which is a great color by the way for me, <laughs> uh, but uh, neon pink and purple. Usually it's different activities when you see those colors of lights, folks. But in this case. Uh, you know, but it happened just like you said. But the, the thing I want to add, it's even more impressive that not only did we, once you guys set up, we realized we were kind of in the wrong place. Uh, that, that had been something you guys scheduled and planned and, and did every year. As we exited stage left, we actually walked out to the curb and we got a taxi. And as we were getting into the taxi, I'd already put my bag in, which had some Southern Drell cigars in it. Eric ran out of the building and said, wait, where are you guys going? Come back. And not only did he do that, he announced it very loudly, and he moved some of the Espinosa process, products off the table to the side to allow us to place um, some of our Southern Draw Kudzu fire at the time onto the table and to share those cigars. So it was more than just the, the the love. It was literally moving aside, pulling the curtain to the side, to say "Take some of the light here, and you guys take this. Take advantage of this time with this captive audience here." Because again, as 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 your your team in the studio just mentioned the dojo audience is different the dojo supporters are different they want they they want to be educated and informed they want to try the newest and the best and they want to see and they're going to give you an honest opinion so i think it was a very defining moment and i also remember that that night Nestor miranda walked in that's right uh, yeah at, you're at, right at, at some point and, you know, probably the common thing Nestor and I have is we both fly fish, and he said, you know, wearing his brown leather jacket, he told Sharon that he was, that I was going to fly with him to the Bahamas to go bone fishing or something of that nature. <laughs> Sharon did not know who the godfather was, and she said, no, 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 he's not going anywhere. He's got work to do. We've got a brand to build and he was like, no, we're just going to go for a few days. She goes, I don't know who this guy is, but you're not going anywhere. <laughs> so anyway, it it, it, uh, it it was, in fact, a defining moment. And it's to this day why we acknowledge when we are. And the Roma crafts uh, and and um, the brands like that, obviously, AJ, that have stepped in and helped us out along the way, not only helping us in that moment, Eric, but uh, helping us avoid those potholes in the road that they had to go through themselves. They they broke a lot of axles and had a lot of flats over their their duration to build their brands and their businesses, but they helped us avoid those by kind of filling them in for us. And, 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 and there's been three or four brands that have been very influential uh, to us to allow us to be where we are today.
2: Yeah, now, nowadays, you know, Eric uh, makes quite a bit of his, uh, especially the 601 stuff and the, the Turtle 2 at uh, AJ's factory up in... Ocatel way up by Honduras and and you do all of your stuff at AJ's for the folks that have never been to the AJ Fernandez factory. And I've been there several times and hung out for days and days. That is one of the most incredible factories and operations. The stuff that, uh, that AJ goes through to uh, produce some of the world's best tobaccos, the, the links that they take to, uh, innovate with tobacco and the uh, the, the high, you know, the, the, the technology that they put into making, you know, tobacco produce the flavor that they want. Just maybe just talk real quick, uh, Robert, a little bit about working with, you know, the, with AJ and his factory and, and the amazing process that they have. It's like a hospital in that factory. And I mean that in a good way. It's clean like a hospital, but it's an incredible place.
3: Yeah, it, it is. And obviously, um, again, it's one of those factors that Southern Door. I wouldn't be sitting here right now, I'd probably be watching on my iPad your show about other brands tonight, if it wasn't for AJ and his team. Uh, I went to AJ with a problem that I didn't have an answer to, he gave me the answer. And he also gave us a home in the in the process in 2013. Um, you know, but your 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 observations from your travels are, are, are spot on. Um, if Southern Draw did not have access to some of the best tobaccos in the world that are probably uh, properly uh, cured and sorted and fermented and processed and rolled in every capacity, and think about what I just said 15 minutes ago, 22 new cigars this year. Well, if he's doing that for me, can you imagine what he's doing for the other 20-plus million cigars he's doing for himself and other brands? I mean, we've got to be a pain in the ass, but he's always said, yes, if it's possible— He'll, he'll lend his opinion and his, his expertise, uh, which is great because I get to learn a lot. But he has been willing to do anything and everything we've asked to try. And uh, sometimes I know he probably grit his teeth and goes, this gringo goes crazy. But he's allowed <laughs> us to do that. And like I said, if anybody in life has ever failed at doing something that they didn't enjoy, they realize that if you ever fail at doing something that you enjoy – it's a far better experience, right? He let us do what we wanted to do. And some of those things weren't met with high regard. But at the end of the day, the process is is there. The creativity is there. And he continues, as everybody that follows him knows, more fields, more factories, more people that he gets to employ, and thus the term 300 hands for us. Those people are our family. We know their name. We know their lives. We know their families. We know their challenges. And at the end of the day, that's what we're there for. We work for them. They shared it. And AJ gave us a place to do that. So I, uh, I, I've i been to a lot of factories like you guys have, and everybody does the same thing, but everybody does it a little bit different. And in my opinion, going in in 2013, and I'll, I'll stop, Is my son was with me and he said, Dad, can you imagine if we can grow this brand over the next 15 or 20 years, that means I get to spend a lot of time with AJ (laughs) when it's my time, because AJ's a young guy. He was just over 30 years old when we started with him, right? And Ethan's observation was keen to our decision to be there. We get asked all the time, why don't you try this factory and that factory? And we're humbled by those offers, but dance with the one that brung you, and he brung us, and uh, we appreciate it.
2: Now, one of those One of those trips, Robert, I don't know if you remember this or not, but uh, one of those trips we went down there.
3: We were watching the Super Bowl. We
2: watched the Super Bowl (laughs) with you at the El Camino Real Hotel in Managua, Nicaragua. And we were watching it on... One of those old uh, big. Sc- it was an old. It was a big screen TV, right, Jordan? It was like
1: bo- like projector box. But it was like this, screen, yeah, like, like
2: projector like- box types. You know, like the you know weighed like seven thousand pounds.
1: Philadelphia uh, game, right? New
2: England. I think it was Philadelphia, New yeah, England, right?
3: right? Yeah. Nineteen ninety-one Mitsubishi, fifty-five inch, weighs seven thousand pounds. Oh wow! It was in Spanish. Of so course.
2: we show but up. We show up there. We're gonna hang out and watch the Super Bowl because we're excited. And and then Robert's there with a couple of his guys. And we sat there and had the greatest time drinking drinks, watching the Super Bowl in Spanish, and and just had an incredible time that night. You remember that, Robert?
3: Oh, without question. I, I couldn't get enough of the, the Cuba Libres, but I couldn't get enough of those damn garlic shrimp they have. They, remember they had these <laughs> big prawns in the olive oil and the chili peppers. They kept bringing them out. And by then, you know, it had to be in Spanish because, as AJ said, if you can't understand it in Spanish, you're damn sure not going to understand it in English. So I think it was better to watch <laughs> the Super Bowl in Spanish. Uh, probably my favorite. If not my top two favorite Super Bowl experiences, because who would have guessed it? Sitting out on the patio, smoking cigars, <laughs> drinking, uh, you know, in in Managua on a on an antique TV.
2: Oh, it was it was incredible. All right, uh, Robert. So uh, uh, enough reminiscing. Um, I sort of felt like uh, I sort of felt like Chris Farley there for a second. I was like, Do you remember that?
1: You remember your brother? Do you remember that? Do you remember that? <laughs> do you remember, remember that? Anyways, um, remember your brother <laughs> uh, uh,
2: Robert. So here's what I want to do next. I'm going to bring up to you. Um, some wrapper types, um, cigar wrapper types. And what I want from you, I'll just bring up five different wrapper types, and what I'd like you to describe is what should a cigar smoker that's really into it, like dojo members, what should they expect from a really good version of this type of cigar? Now, many of these you do, um. So a couple of them I don't think you do, but uh, I just, I'm just i going to throw them at you anyways. You, I have not told you these, Robert, in advance, so you're going to just be talking off the cuff here. So we're going to go through five different wrapper types, and you just describe to the folks that are listening and watching what a good version of this should taste like, should provide, what sort of uh, notes, what kind of experience a good version of this cigar should have. We're going to start with um, maybe one of the most common ones, but one that's really changed over the years, especially in the last 10 years, because they've become much, much uh, more bold and strong. And one of these, uh, Ecuadorian Connecticut, uh, is one a cigar that you have made, which is one of the dojo f- absolute favorites, the um, Desert Rose Rosa Sharon is the Ecuadorian Connecticut. What is a good version of an Ecuadorian Connecticut? What should a cigar smoker expect from that wrapper leaf?
3: Well, and I appreciate you bringing up the desert rose because, in my opinion, that is exactly the experience that we would look for in the Ecuadorian uh, uh, Connecticut shade, if you will. Uh, And you have to compare it to Connecticut River Valley, Connecticut, USA to really understand what I'm saying is The Connecticut itself historically is a much milder, a little woodier uh, um, tasting wrapper. But to me, the Ecuadorian is a step up. It's step up in body. It's a step up in flavor and ultimately uh, strength. And if the wrapper itself is going to provide 70% of that flavor or experience, and that comes through the sorting and the processing. And obviously it's what makes contact with your palate, with your lips and your palate itself. I mean, some people say it's 60%, some say it's 80 But to me, uh, being able to provide something with a little richer, a little more nuttier concepts, those toasted nuts and things that really, not just say, hey, don't knock me for saying toasted nuts in your mouth, but the reality of it is, <laughs> okay, if you're looking for a step up in your experience and you've been a light smoker, you've smoked a lot of Connecticut, USA, that's lighter and brighter, uh, this is a heavier, richer, and it has a, a, quite a bit more complexity. So I think coming in and understanding That, um, you know, if you're going to have a great Ecuadorian wrap cigar, you can do it as a medium, a medium plus, or you could even step up to a full by adding uh, multiple Lajeros or much heavier binder filler combinations from a variety of countries. So in the end, it's each blender and each customer to themselves. But for me, I'm looking for a true medium uh, bodied uh, uh, bodied flavor and, uh, and strength. And I want to do that by adding some, some consistency of Lajeros, uh, and also a, a much heavier binder. Uh, so in this case, maybe a heavy Habano, uh, some hybrid of a Habano, or, or in some cases, maybe like a San Andreas type Maduro, but I think 70% is great of a nice medium bodied, medium flavored Ecuadorian, Uh, but, uh, but the reality of it is I want to balance that by adding some heavier tobaccos in there that have a little more depth and complexity and a little more power.
2: All right. Uh, next one, uh, sticking with the Connecticut Jordan, Mm. the uh, Connecticut theme. Another one that you have some experience with is the Connecticut broadleaf, which is a dramatically different, uh, leaf. Uh, Robert, talk about Connecticut broadleaf and what, uh, what we might expect from a good Connecticut broadleaf wrapped cigar.
3: Well, again, I I am not one of the experts because, you know, uh, the aforementioned, uh, you know, uh, uh, Roma Craft, if you will, uh, uh, the Foundation with Nick Malilo, Steve Saka's lines, they are experts in the use of Connecticut Broadleaf. However, I I don't have a cigar on the market today. Mark my word, today, uh, because I use Pennsylvania Broadleaf uh, uh, to be different. Uh, But the Connecticut Broadleaf, again... Um, the beauty of having that Maduro broadleaf is the fact that the power that one would would expect when they look at that uh, can be uh, um, can be manipulated through multiple fermentation or aggressive fermentation and aging um, it, more so than probably any other wrapper between the two broadleafs. Uh, but that big, bold, you know, uh, powerful peppery uh, wrapper also has some nice subtle sweetness to it that allows itself or affords itself to a variety of binder filler combinations once again. So you can really create a medium plus all the way to a full body, full flavor cigar using that broadleaf. But again, I think that earthiness spiciness uh, those dark notes that if you love bourbons, if you love that toasted a uh, uh, charred flavor profile, which many of us do. If you're not, if you're an American and you don't like it, eh, you're probably not an American. You gotta love it, baby. You gotta love that <laughs> that, that oaky bourbon barrel yeah, profile. I love it, yeah, baby. So I would say I would look for a broadleaf wrapped cigar that would pair nicely with a with a with a with a bourbon style drink, uh, whether it's just straight neat or in a mixed drink, because I think you want that charred oakiness and that little subtle bit of sweetness that uh, comes from that wrapper when it's properly fermented and aged.
2: Now, a wrapper that's uh, a little easier to get your uh, hands on is the Mexican San Andreas wrapper. Uh, that's the wrapper that we used on both the Turtle 2 Jordan and the right. Uh Now, in the Turtle 2, it's a toned-down cigar, more flavor uh, forward. It's got some sweetness to it. Uh, Robert, talk a little bit about the San Andreas uh, Maduro wrapper.
3: Well, I love it. Um, you know, obviously we have a couple of cigars that utilize the San Andreas, it, either a wrapper or a binder, but here's the beauty. Let's simple rule of thumb for me on a, on a, again, I think it needs a lot of extra fermentation. I think it lends itself well to a beautiful aging process, not two or three months, but six, nine, 12 months of post oil aging to allow that wrapper to really marry and adhere to that binder filler combination. But for me, that dry cocoa Mexican chocolate is, uh, is always apparent in th- those tobaccos when it's on my palate, the cold draw and all the way through uh, even the retro hill. And I think that's inco- important. But to to add the little subtleties like that, that, again, to use a term, the Mexican vanilla on the retro hill, having that smooth, subtle sweetness that comes from that wrapper to me is going to define a San Andreas that has been properly fermented, properly aged before that cigar was put into my hand. And I think I want to go to those classic, you know, deep, dark, rich, chocolatey cocoa flavors uh, with that little bit of sweetness, but I think it helps disguise the power of that particular uh, of that particular leaf, and uh, like I said, one of my favorites too. And you know, uh, I, I I think uh, there's probably five or six on the market that really stand out above and beyond. And obviously, most people that smoke padrones realize how consistent San Andreas can be in the natural and the Maduro state, and how uniquely different those. So we didn't talk about that San Andreas as just a Maduro, but it's also available. You know, obviously, you can utilize it in a natural uh, right. uh, in a natural leaf. And that one's going to provide, provide that true medium with a little more of that sweetness, a little more ability to uh, impact the flavors and aromas using the filler uh, combinations there. So you can really put whatever you want into that, and that wrapper is really going to uh, be a perfect host for it.
2: Now, Robert, I don't know if this is fair or not, uh, so you just tell me if I'm not being fair, because I've said this on the show before, but I've said that you know San Andreas is a little bit like uh, Imperial Stout in the beer world in that— you can cover up some faults, maybe. Uh, it's tough not to make a good, at least a pretty decent San Andreas Maduro cigar. Is that fair or am I being, is that out of line?
3: No, I, I think it's spot on. I, I think, again, if, if it is properly processed and fermented, it is so flexible uh, to create, you know, you know uh, not even a medium, you could actually drop that down below a medium, almost a mild plus type of cigar, utilizing it through multiple fermentation. But if you want to add a big heavy binder and a couple of lijeros, you can really have a cigar that can, um, that can be like a meal. And, and I use this because my wife is a big Guinness drinker since we're talking about stouts, uh, stouts and porters. It truly has the flexibility to be a stout, but it also has the flexibility to be a milk stout, where you can mm-hmm. lighten it up a little bit and bring a little creaminess and a little sweetness to it. Uh, you can have espresso, but in this case, San Andreas allows you to create that uh, cafe cuban, uh, you know, cafe cubano, if you want to. You can add some sweetness to it that mellows it out, and the head of that beer is different than the body of that beer when it settles. And I think you're spot on with that.
2: Wow. Uh, all right, let's move to the sort of salty notes of things. Uh, the corojo wrapper, which is one of my favorites, because it brings the salt, and that's one of the things that I really like—that salt on my tongue. Uh, the corojo wrapper. Talk a little bit about uh, dealing with the corojo wrapper. Uh, do you? Do you, is there a, a southern draw with the corojo wrapper?
3: Well, to date, we've utilized it in the Ignite series number four. It's 100% Corojo uh, wrapper binder filler, uh, Honduran, Nicaraguan, and Ecuadorian. Um, And I uh, have next to me another uh, 2021 that is a uh, a beautiful uh, uh, Hammerstrand Corojo 99. Mm. Uh, You know, but you're right about the salt, but I think that really is determined not by the varietal, Eric, but my experience is really based on the region Growing region, and if you smoke a lot of CLE or uh, or uh, Justo's Aladino Corojo, mm. you go back to the classic Honduran Corojos. You're going to get that that sea salt, and who doesn't like to grill a piece uh. of meat and then finish it with finishing salt, not yes. even sea salt, but the finishing salt. Sometimes it's a smoke salt, sometimes it's a spicy, peppery salt with a little you know a little pink peppercorn kind of flavor to it. I think it is uh, probably the most underappreciated or underutilized, or maybe people. Don't blend with it because it's availability, but the people that do it, the true masters and again, the royal family has been masters of it. But now that we're growing that varietal, you know, 12 or 13 different countries and we're going through the process and trying it, I've got one that I'm absolutely in love with. Um, But uh, but I think it's really where it's grown that's going to give it its character. And some of it is a much milder, lighter Uh, uh, flavor profile, where some of it's, you know, think about the Antonio, think about the the dark Corojo. Now you're getting into the Maduro version that has more power, more nicotine, and ultimately it still has that subtle sweetness uh, that disguises some of those more powerful Lajeros that usually typically accommodate that. So again, Corojo is versatile, uh, but I like the classic style Corojo, the Honduran Corojos more than I like anything that comes out of uh, Honduras because the masters have learned to use it in its truest form. But I also love some of the creativity that I've seen in the marketplace uh, using the dark Corojo and uh, using it with much heavier binder and heavier Lajero options because I like it in a fuller, uh, medium full, really almost a full bodied cigar. I love the Corojo for that case because I get more of the the salty, uh, peppery flavor, you know, the white peppers and the pink pepper corn type flavors that I don't get out of just a classic Corojo where I get that subtle salty sweetness out of it.
2: All right, the final wrapper uh, that I'm going to ask you about is one that seems to sort of be, like, uh, in vogue. I don't know, Jordan, is that a good word uh, for yeah. it? In vogue lately? Uh, is it, It's a wrapper it's that's been around forever, but it seems like a lot of companies are going to like uh, to use it l- recently is the Cameroon. You know, you've got the Warzone from Espinosa. You've got uh, JRE doing a Honduran Cameroon-wrapped uh, cigar. Talk a little bit about the, the, the sweet, spicy... Cameroon wrapper what do you think about that wrapper and what should we expect when we smoke a Cameroon wrapped cigar
3: well again I think depends is it authentic classic Central African Cameroon because in that case for me that that toothiness is always present. That, that those 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 veins are very pronounced. If you rub your finger across it, is not a, it doesn't have that elasticity that uh, some of the other uh, uh, regions have produced, especially Ecuadorian, if you will. Uh, but for me, I mean, I think that savory note, much like a uh, bazuki Sumatra that's grown in uh, Indonesia, I think the savoriness, having the the floral herbal qualities of that but also having those deep, savory notes that aren't necessarily Mm. sweet. They're not woody. They're not chocolatey. They're not creamy. They're savory. They make your mouth water. They let your mouth uh, 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 salivate, and they make you want to put it right back in your mouth and smoke it again. I think Cameroon is something that not everybody uses. It is very expensive, um, and uh, it's something I've only used once in the 300 Hands Habano, which is the binder in that because Mm -hmm. we didn't have enough to— to do full production as a rapper i would have loved to do it but it wouldn't have been a five dollar cigar however you get into those companies that have produced it aj's latest his new world cameroon for the price points probably right. the best on the market hands down i mean i'm looking at it going really you need to increase that price by you know 50 percent. <laughs> but if you think about his philosophy when the new world came out it was a five dollar cigar right yeah. And, and, you know, obviously it's grown and grown and grown to be a huge seller for him. But the Cameroon is a special uh, tobacco. But, you know, Cameroon and Indonesian for me are the only ones that provide that unique savory note that really allows you to have for the first time uh, a, a cigar as a, as a smoker. I, w- I want to have one that uh, really allows me to celebrate, uh, celebrate not complimentary flavors, but contrasting flavors when it comes into what I eat, what I drink, what I'm doing. And I think Cameroon is the perfect one to do that because of the savory notes that it offers.
2: Have you, uh, have you thought of uh, a Cameroon-wrapped cigar? Was, was that, is that something that could be in the future for a Southern draw?
3: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, 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 it, and, and consequently, for the people that really interact with us and give us feedback, Eric, it is the biggest demand. Corojo and Cameroon are the two that uh, we get the most requests or inquiries and in saying win, win, win. Mm. Uh, but it's also one of those tobaccos that needs to, you need to take the time. It takes a lot of sorting to get the, the wrapper quality. Uh, that you're looking for that is uniquely different than everybody else's. And there's just not a lot of it, unfortunately.
1: Right, yeah, yeah. That's,
2: a, that's a tough one. It's, that's so interesting that GRE is doing a Honduran-grown one, Jordan, that Cameroon. I always
1: love that kind of stuff. I, I, bring, I do, too. Bring tobaccos into different areas, that, try new stuff.
2: That narrative, I love it. I mean, I'm, I'm all down with it. Hey, Robert, first of all, uh, amazing show, tons of uh, amazing information. Before we end the show tonight, we have to do our Poddex question. Here we go. Here we go. Now, this uh, Poddex, Robert, is this company. I have no affiliation with them whatsoever, but they sent me this this deck of cards. And so every week we ask a question from this deck. And and when when we do, Jordan, then we burn it. We burn it. We burn it. <laughs> we burn it. It'll, it'll, <laughs> it's will it th- gone. Robert, it'll, this, this question will never, ever be asked again on Smoke Night Live. I promise you that. So I'm going to spread this. These, these, these questions could be anything. It could be anything, but this gets us. We kind of get to know Robert a little bit. Jordan. Usually,
1: uh, they lead to like conversation about robots. That's about a, robots. That's all I'm gonna say.
2: About robots. So, <laughs> so Robert, Great. I'm I'm going to like move my finger across the the deck, and when when you say stop, that's the p- the card that I will pick. All right, here we go. Ready? Stop. Okay, stop. There it is, right there. All right, all right. This is the Poddex question for Robert Holt. Southern Draw Cigars. This will this will get right down to his soul. Phenomenal. I'm guessing this will get right down to Robert's soul. We'll know everything about Robert uh, from this question. All right. If I had glasses, I could read this. All right. All right. Hey, this is a good one. All right. Uh, Robert, what would your best day ever be? Ex- describe Robert Holt's Ooh. best day ever. Like, like. Start to finish. Start to finish. Let's see what it would be like.
3: I'm going to get a little more sentimental with my answer. So Mm. start to finish really for me is I think uh, I've learned something from watching mafia movies, uh, which is (laughs) nothing is more important than health. So I would start by saying a day that I knew that our family and friends, the people that we were in constant contact with that have had their struggles, would be able to, to, to know that day that whatever has ailed them is gone or is controllable to a point that they can return to their normal life uh, because the challenges have been incredible for a lot of people and I, I I mean with that takes the next step the only thing that follows health is really uh, is really um, the relationships in the family which is you know a, a moment where we're all humble enough, in a day that uh, we've all apologized and we've tried to make peace for everything that we've done wrong and people who've wronged ever. And I'm really speaking for myself there so that I can go to sleep that night knowing that I made every effort, whether I was forgiven or not forgiven, that the effort was made and it was sincere. And I think that would be pretty awesome. Uh, and then in the end, I think the third part of that day would be, you know, ending the night with a cigar, knowing that uh, for all the people uh, again that we're in contact and we know their lives and we follow their lives that uh, they had some level of, of financial security um, you know not the things they want uh, but the things they need and I think having those challenges behind them knowing that they're being provided for and and you know we would hope that uh, obviously everybody's making the effort to, to do that but uh, but it's 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 a tough time so having health uh, and having uh, having uh, you know, close relationships with family and friends. And at the end of the night, being able to smoke my cigar and go to bed, knowing that everybody uh, has what they need and will continue to have what they need. And I'm more of a sentimental guy. So I had to go that direction. It has nothing to do with fly fishing and foreign destinations <laughs> with the rarest cigars in the world and, and climbing the highest peaks in the world. It's all about uh, what's important to me now.
2: And I appreciate that. I, I know for, for a fact, Jordan, I, I would just want to make sure that I wasn't on an airplane with a guy doing air <laughs> DJing the entire time. As
1: long as that's not going as, on. If that's not going on. You're probably having your best day. I'm,
2: I'm probably having a pretty decent day. No, Robert, I, I, I can't thank you enough uh, for taking time on a Friday night to join us on Smoke Live. We always love catching up with you. It's been way too long, and uh, we'll make sure to, uh, to catch up with you soon. I, I really appreciate your time, my friend.
3: Hey, I'm honored. On behalf of the entire family, we always appreciate. I, I'm thinking. I'm, think, I'm thankful you took us down memory lane, took us back to where we started, and people understand our roots, that it all came from the kindness and grace of others in this industry, and ultimately you know, that's why we're here, and that's why we're able to spend time with you guys and uh, all your, your people that listen and watch your podcast. So thanks for including us. Um, you can call on us anytime when you need somebody out of the bullpen, and, and uh, look, we, we look to smoking a cigar and sitting down uh, and having a having a cocktail here in the near future. Enjoy Rocky Mount Cigar Festival as well, guys.
2: I appreciate that, Robert. Hey, by the way, Robert mentioned that uh, we called him out of the bullpen, which is totally true. But it was uh, it was just because I was on vacation, and so when I got back, when I got back from vacation, Jordan, we his. I was scrambling, and I, I felt really bad, like asking Robert. Like it, I asked him Wednesday. Like, can you be on the show? And he was gracious enough to.
1: Yeah, well, you have your like your wheelhouse of guys. That, like these are the core. These are the core guys. These cor- are the guys that are. are, like, guys that are gonna, be there.
2: He's gonna. He's gonna be there yeah. for me. I knew Robert would be there for me because he's one of those guys that's just gonna be there. Robert would give you the shirt off of oh, his yeah. back and maybe his pants and his underwear too. <laughs> I just pants. I'm, and not, that I'm not wearing any.
3: <laughs> that was in
2: Managua that one time. All right. Yeah. Well, we won't. Yeah. We won't bring up that the, the <laughs> pants and the underwear part. Anyways, folks, a, a Wednesday night uh, Flavor Odyssey returns. Uh, our our pairing show with Robbie and Randy. Uh, it's the final episode of the salty uh, note. where we're exploring the salty note of cigars and drinks. And the final episode, the pairing will be a whiskey sour. Oh yeah, with the avo fagato, Jordan.
1: Fagata. Ice. Fagata Forgot about
2: it. Uh, so that's going to be Fugada the pairing on Wednesday night. Fugada so make sure, make sure to. I remember Jordan growing up. My dad made whiskey sours all the time.
1: It's the best. It's the best cocktail. It is a fantastic oh cocktail. Look up my crazy uh, hazy sour yes, recipe. So that's on uh, cigardojo.com. Crazy with your hazy.
2: Yeah, and uh, so we'll be doing that Wednesday night uh, with Robbie and Randy. That'll be a ton of fun. The week after that, Robbie and Randy will actually be here in studio, Jordan, oh, on, yeah. that, on that Wednesday, the the week after that. So that's two weeks from tonight. Uh, next week on Smoke Night Live, I have nothing planned because I was just lucky enough that Robert was gracious enough to be on tonight. So I'll, I'll get, I'll, I will announce what uh, next week's Smoke Night Live will be soon. But, uh, guys, it's Friday night. Not only that, it's Friday the 13th. So we're be smoking, we'll be drinking all night long on the dojoverse.com Check into your favorite cigars on dojoverse.com. Uh, post what you're drinking, post what you're smoking, post what you're listening to.
1: Maybe we got to watch like a horror movie or well, something. Yeah, maybe.
2: Know. We'll do that all night long tonight. It's this is We're here for you guys every night of the week, um, but especially on Friday nights. We appreciate everybody joining us on this episode of Smoking Alive. Until next week, remember, never, never smoke, smoke alone. alone. We'll see you next week.
0: I mean, is it fast? Oh, it's fast. Like, what about the options? What about the options? It's got all the options. But, like, what about price? It's got to be expensive. It's not expensive at all, man. JR's got the greatest deals on cigars and accessories. Check it out. Oh, wow. Look at these. Oh, look at that deal. It's a good price. What are you guys doing with my car? Your car? I thought this was your car. I thought it was your car. Why would it be my car? I don't know. It's not again. We'll get out, but I'm taking this with a JR on the go. No matter whose car you're in, JR Cigar is there for you.